Welcome back into the second hour here of the Morning Tailgate. Lindsay, Vinny, Clay, thank you for being with us. 702-365-9200 is the number you can reach us here, as well as on the text line. Same number, 702-365-9200. And on X, R&R 920 AM. Uh, you know, Antonio Pierce, we talked about it a little bit before we had Tony Pauline on about a half hour ago. With uh, Antonio Pierce going on so many shows right now, and it, it, it's awesome because he he's such a, you know, uh, articulate orator. I mean, a guy is a great storyteller. He tells you so many different things. Always tells you what's on his mind, what's in his heart. But, you know, when it comes down to the Chiefs, it gets a little sensitive. You know, when, uh, the last team to beat the Chiefs were the Raiders, as before they went on to win on the Super Bowl. And, you know what, the answer is, how do you start, you know, derailing them? And, you know, Antonio Pierce started to talk about, you know, a significant reason was they had enacted what was known as the Jordan rules for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I want Patrick Mahomes uh, looking over his shoulder, to be honest with you. For sure. I, 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 what's wrong with planting that seed right right now? Put it in there. I, in fact, Heck uh, yeah. I, I, I seen it on Netflix when the, the Patrick Mahomes series that was about him, they actually had like a little, a little feature where Max Crosby and other guys that were pass rushers in the league talking about how, you know, how they try to defend against Patrick Mahomes. They're mindset towards it it's about physicality it's yeah. about a little brutality it's about getting violent but then again like now in the aftermath of a super bowl and well love patrick it's like now there's like stories coming out saying hey there, there's something wrong with what antonio pierce said yeah well and look at look at who's kind of pushing that i i haven't heard from anybody in the league and i've asked around that that feels that way so there's there's you know some people have their opinions and everyone's you know has a right to their opinion i think it's I don't think that he said anything um, that that stepped over any lines. It's it's beyond obvious. Any quarterback that you're playing, you want to rattle them. That's how errant throws happen. That's how uh, mistakes happen. That's how um, you get to a quarterback. And as long as it's it's within the rules, then there's nothing wrong with it. And I completely understand Antonio Pierce saying it right now, so that Patrick Mahomes is going to be thinking about it. What, what, what Now it's up to Patrick Mahomes to deal with that, you know, which I'm sure he'll do pretty well. He's, he's, he's a really good quarterback, obviously. But there's nothing wrong with Patrick Mahomes understanding right now, in February, that every time I play the Raiders, there's probably going to be some intentionality there to rattle me. And it's on me now to deal with that. And I don't, I don't mind, uh, uh, you know, Antonio Pierce setting that tone for his team and for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, when I saw the story break, I was just said to myself, "Yeah, no s." Like, of course, there's right. more, it, like, what are we doing? Like, I know it's a slow news. When week, we say so, we, who I, who are we talking? Well, I don't about? want to use that word. Yeah, I I, I usually use we because I, I think there's multiple people that are running my brain. I'm, I'm yeah, insi- I'm in the inside out uh, mindset. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't know it's who's Lewis at Black. the controls, man. <laughs> sometimes Braddy Lynn's is in full force, but not today. But this is. What competition is like yeah. to your point earlier about half of that Netflix documentary about the quarterback and the the back and forth between Patrick Mahomes and Max Crosby. We we pedestalize and we praise it. Look how great this is! This healthy competition. They're both going after each other. They're all doing butt taps after each play. I say good job. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens and they're right? talking s h i t throughout. Like it is a nonstop verbal fight going on over there, and that's what Max was saying. I'm glad that everyone gets to see that. Yeah, and so um, I'm all I'm all for it, and as long as you're not putting money on it, right, works for me. <laughs> as long as and as long as you don't cross the line, like there are some players that will cross the line. Like, who was it that hit Patrick Mahomes on the uh, way out of bounds? Was that it was Tiller? No, it was uh, Herbert. Yeah, Tillery and Herbert. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what you can't do. 
Okay. Obviously, that's going to cost your team number one, and you potentially could get somebody hurt. But as long as it's just within the to, to, to Lindsay's, and you're not putting money on it and all that kind of stuff, and they understand it because, like you just said, they, they after as a physical as it gets, as long as it's within the lines, guess what happens? You t- pat him on the back and say, "Good job." I got you know. You understand? Mm-hmm. He understands what Max is trying to do, and Max understands what Patrick's trying to do. This is from Max's podcast, The Rush. Antonio Pierce opening up about this. And then we went into. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. All right. And... Now it goes into the the portion of the season when these two guys play. If there's, you know, and, and Max doesn't get a whole lot of calls anyway when it comes to being held by the offensive line. But if there's starting to be some roughing the passer issues and other stuff like that, well, people start pointing to this conversation as like, you know what, you, you get what you pay for if you keep talking out about this and now you have Mahomes rules. Well, I, I wonder how like how this is going to be you know decreed out by the officiating. It's a great when they, point. When they, because little stuff like that go a long way. Yeah, there could be like uh, the referees have heard about the uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes rules now too. Are they going to be on over alert trying to protect them a little bit? Um, and regulate that on the field. That is that is a concern. And maybe Lindsay, you know, uh, eight months down the line, you know, we're going to be writing the story. Maybe maybe Antonio shouldn't have said something because the referees were overly protective of Patrick as a result, and some of those nebulous pass or um, uh, roughing the passer uh, calls went his way. And maybe that it's because of what they heard Antonio say in February. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Potential consequence. Yeah. And, and you know, that's where it's, do you talk about it? Do you not talk about it? I, I, I don't go. It, it's either way. You, you just, if they keep calling you for flags, you find a different way to operate. Right? You get creative. You try to you try to get it. And that's that's what it's going to take. This is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right? This is, this is what it's going to take. And the Raiders are always going to be that team that grinds up against us. And so as much as there is, we don't like the Chiefs anymore from a, 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 a perspective of a league-wide because – they're winning too much. We want to see something new. But then there's also that protection if somebody's going to go challenge them in the way that they don't like. Oh, always. You know, you know yes. what I mean? It's yep. like, we want you to be defeated, but in this way. And let's remember, okay. th- this is what he was talking to his team about before the game in December. Correct. This is, they, they literally, he, he said, I showed you a tape of Jordan getting his butt kicked by the Pistons before the game. What happened in that game? How did they win that game? It wasn't the offense. I could tell you that right now. They the got physical with everybody. The, yeah. They won by by playing great defense. Mm-hmm. And you I mean you know you never see Patrick Mahomes throw pick sixes. You never he threw a pick six in that game right after they fumbled it. And you know the, the, was it Bilal Nichols scores mm-hmm. a, a touchdown on a fumble recovery. They won by playing great fun. defense in that game, which is <laughs> I was what Patrick, screaming my throat out on which, Christmas Day, which is what Antonio Pierce had preached. Prior to that game, so it played out the way you know if they could just get some offense, that would help. But but yeah, that's how they ended up beating the Chiefs. So will there be repercussions? We're going to have to wait and see. But I don't mind him, you know, uh, at this point sending that signal out to Patrick Mahomes, like we're going to be there. So just be aware. All right, what do you guys think? Seven zero two three six five nine two zero zero. We'll start with Mark in Colorado. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Awesome. How are you? Good. Good. Um, 
the internet's making way too much of the Antonio Pierce comments. I mean, that's just, I mean, every team says that, or at least comes with some sort of iteration of that week in and week out when they play Pat Mahomes or any other great quarterback. And, and you have to remember that, you know, AP came from a, a lineage where he be arguably the best quarterback ever, the biggest game ever, doing exactly that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, and he's better than Pat Mahomes. Let's, let's just, you know, Tom Brady was. He, he you know, he has more Super Bowl rings. He beat Pat Mahomes, you know, face-to-face. And he knows the only way to beat a great quarterback is you have to hit him a thousand times and sack him four times. I mean, you know, so the Internet's making too much. But I think it is funny how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom and whatnot, the team, you know, the Chief fans are, are making a lot of it because, well, I think they know that if they had to play the Raiders in the playoffs, they would lose. You know, that, that game in Kansas City, even though it wasn't a big disparity in score, right? I mean, everybody saw the physicalness of that game. I mean, I remember shaking my head going, they're destroying them on the offensive and defensive line. It's not even fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was ugly, right? And and I think if they would have played them again, they would have beat them again. And they would have beat them defense against offense, you know? And they did show a blueprint. I just don't think other teams continue to do it. Raiders stuck with the run game. 49ers didn't, you know? Raiders stuck with the run game. Bills didn't, right? Um, they got to quarter, you know, to pass the home four interceptions, fumbles, pick six. I mean, they showed how to do it. If they can do it again, then great. Now, as it comes to this coming draft or whatnot, I mean, as much as I want to trade up and get one of these big-name guys or whatnot, a great team beats Pat Mahomes, <laughs> right? I don't think they need a monumental jump in quarterback play to actually take over the division. I think they can, they can build a bully, and they can run it down the Chiefs' throats and any others within the division if they build that out. So I, I hope they're prudent. And how they trade up or wanting to get a quarterback or address that in the market. But, you know, my two cents is I would love to see them maybe be a little bit aggressive and see how the board falls to them. And and ultimately, you know, I'm seeing a KG veteran probably starting under center next year anyway, regardless if they trade up. So, and I'm hoping they build a better, you know, the defense gets even better and stronger and the offense gets even better on the ground because building a bully and sticking to that formula is how you're going to beat KC. And ultimately, it does run through KC right now for the division title. The division title gets you deep in the playoffs. Oh, nice job, Mark. Thanks, Appreciate Mark. that. Thank you. Is there a better term than KG veteran? That is just, I love it. What does KG love mean? KG. KG is is like, I, I think that you're just kind of like, rat, you're in a cage and you're rattling around. No, you're like, I'm not happy to be here, but I'm going to keep that energy. You cannot stomp that out within me. I think it's smart and, and uh, nuanced. I take and, things literally. Yeah. <laughs> So. Caged veteran would have been uh, your. That's what I meant. Cage, but then if you're cagey, that means you're, you're, like you're, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm thinking ca- like Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, um, I don't. I didn't see that movie, but you I, just ca- gotta watch the trailer. It's half of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cagey's is kind of like uh, smart, um, savvy. I guess cautious. Savvy. You know, ca- ca- yeah, yeah. They they using their experience to um, get an advantage. But here's where I, what I would say about you know, uh, and I'm I'm right there with them to build a team. But I think the and this is. The great thing of why of, of free agency happening before the draft, the Raiders have money and they have salary cap space, and there's some pretty prominent defensive defensive players that are going to be available where you can help build that defense even stronger mm-hmm. with guys that have already been proven to be able to do that and at a good age as well. Obviously, we talk about Chris uh, um, Chris Jones. Obviously, you go after him if he's available. But short of that, there's some younger defensive linemen. There's you mentioned Snead. Uh, that's a possibility. So there's ways I think to to continue to build that defense through free agency and obviously the draft to that extent. But um, I I do think it's it's it'd be aggressive to go get the quarterback because I think you could get that part of it in the draft. 
and help your offensive line and the, and the defense right now, for right now, through free agency. The timing point that he made was interesting, though, because there is something to be said about being first in line, and yeah. I know that everybody is is, totally. is very set in saying it's going to be damn near impossible to trade up for number three, right? But I, I think it's easier to trade up into the top three next week than it is on draft day because then there's going to be people that have probably already made moves and they're not looking to make any other mm-hmm. moves, Good right? Yeah. And so I, I, what do you think about that, Clay? Would you, yeah. would you like them to trade up earlier or would you like them to wait and kind of maybe utilize that level of chaos to their advantage? I think a level of chaos. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait a little bit. I've, okay. I've seen some great moves towards draft day where it starts to really start to pile up and the animosity starts to hit. But I'd like to see them like consider every possible feature on the board. Yeah, you know, the, and not go not go too quickly on yeah, it. Yeah, um, last year the Bears traded the number one pick in March. It was shortly after the scouting combine. Mm-hmm. Historically, it's before the draft. You know, obviously you're going to have draft day trades. Usually, you know, like trade down those type of scenarios. But the big ones to go get way up there happen a lot of times before the draft. So um, I think the Rams traded for the number one pick in April. It was actually the same night that Kobe scored. It was his last game. It was his last oh, game. Wow, so, yeah. in fact, they held back. I get a call from somebody saying, you know, be up at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Got a big announcement. Okay. But they had already consummated the trade uh, the night before, but they didn't want to distract from Kobe's last game. So the Tennessee Titans and the Rams held held it back uh, to honor Kobe and, and not, not uh, overshadow him. Um, so that happened in April, um, maybe about two weeks before the draft. Uh, so... Yeah, I think it's gonna have that kind of a move is gonna happen before the draft. This one's different. This is a different draft. That's where it's like I, I want to take all those things, but also I could see somebody going absolute ding dong on it and then making a crazy move <laughs> and, and spending crazy do. capital yep. on something. Or I want somebody to go out in free agency and throw a, a, a crazy amount of money on Legarius Sneed. It doesn't even have to be the Raiders. I just don't want him on the Chiefs anymore. Go mm-hmm. go get your go get your bag, the biggest bag you can. And get that happens in twenty lot of nineteen or eighteen days. 20 bell! Get him a 20 bell! (laughs) (laughs) JC Jackson money. Yeah, Yeah, right. Um, That, 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 when you start talking about those cornerbacks, and I put myself in a Tom Telesco's shoes, how much of that plays into how aggressive they'll be at cornerback? Because that blew up in their face. And uh, he was obviously front and center um, with that, Mm. with that, uh, with that free agent acquisition. So, um, do they steer clear because of that? I don't know. It depends, I think, on the, obviously the player. I think Sneed would be a good investment. We'll take some more calls. We got three on hold. Will in Denver, Papa Meach, Robert in San Jose. Stay right there. We come back in five. It's the morning tailgate. All those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. Love taps. That was uh, Raiders Radio Network coming back, as well as the rush with Max Crosby and head coach Antonio Pierce talking about the Mahomes rules. How does that make you feel? How do you feel like there might be a detriment and a price to be paid once the season begins with NFL officiating against Max and the physicality the Raiders are going to show against Mahomes now that the cat's out of the bag. What are your thoughts? 702-365-9200. Will in Denver, thank you for holding. Good morning to you. What do you think? Good morning. How are we doing, you guys? Excellent. Living that life. I tell you what, it's really fun to listen to this Raiders mobile app and hear all of the uh, Raider support in Broncos country. <laughs> I love hearing that. Sure, you're in enemy Mark territory. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, hey, real quick, I wanted to just point out a couple things, and I haven't heard really anybody talk about it yet. But in, in regards to J.J. McCarthy, I don't know if you guys all remember seeing it, but 
before the uh, Alabama game, they showed a there was just a brief little clip of him meditating under the goalpost, and his and they said that he had some struggles with mental health, and that was his way of getting himself right. I have concerns that as an NFL quarterback, if that's something that you struggle with, like going back to a high school days, that's something that I have concerns about. But mm. if that's not a problem, I mean, he plays fast. He's got a big arm. I'm hoping that we can have a, uh, a Justin, Her- Justin Herbert-type quarterback when it comes to J.J. What do you think about AP's comments? Well, and I'll tell you, and that's the thing, that's the other thing. You know, AP is a total uh, reincarnation of an Al Davis guy. And it's, uh, you know, him saying kicking down doors. Like, we're not, we're not walking through doors, we're kicking them down. And, and it's something that, you know, I was looking at the stats, and the Raiders were one of the least penalized teams the, the second half of the season under AP, which is crazy to think about the intensity, especially because that's not always the Raider way. But something that I'll, something with the AP stuff that, that I want to talk about is the fact that he encourages his guys to be to talk. And Patrick Mahomes, as good as he is, He's kind of a millennial type quarterback, and they're not used to being pushed around. You saw him; you saw those guys lose their composure this year. Him and Travis Kelsey both. And when you rattle somebody like that, that's not used to being talked bleep to. You know, I mean, you saw Jack Jones saying, "Hey, you uh, you stop the magician, you stop the show." So that's uh, that's what I'm hoping we keep seeing. And I ho- and I think the Raiders are going to be in his head as good as he is. That just might be something that's in his head until uh, you know he gets dethroned. Okay, great stuff. Thank you for calling, Will. Appreciate it. Will yeah, thanks, Will. Uh, the the mental health thing with J.J. McCarthy, uh, not a huge fan of, of that comment, but that's okay because it's, it's, a, great, it's, heard a, that. it's a great learning opportunity, I, I think, for all of us because if you're not struggling with mental health these days, I'm kind of surprised. I kind of don't believe you. And so it's on you to seek out help and then develop skills in order for you to help regulate yourself and not put that on other people, not just go to therapy to talk and then leave it at the therapy and then go home and change nothing about your life, right? That's You get tangible skills to help calm yourself down mm-hmm. and regulate and get yourself into the right mindset. Meditation is one of the most effective tools. I used to do it all the time, visualization. Uh, I would not classify that as a character defect in finding a different way to stabilize yourself to perform. So, but I thought there there's some other great thoughts there from from Will, including where AP is and how there's that line with playing hard but not going too far, and how they were able to achieve that in the second half of the season, where you can play with that level of nastiness, violence, ill intent, the, all of the buzzwords from the quotes, but. There's that line, and they were able to walk right up to that line and and stay on the right side of it, which, to Will's point, isn't exactly a trend with this organization as so of late. It's, 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 he gave them the freedom to be them, but asked for and demanded a responsibility with that. And uh, I remember ha- t- having this conversation with Jack Jones. He looked me right in the eye, and he's like, look, we, we've been doing this a long time. We're football players. Mm-hmm. We understand that line. It doesn't always have to be driven home to us and there are coaches that do that um that almost then stifle you as a result so his point was we get it we understand it doesn't always have to be told to us it doesn't always have to be hammered home you're letting us be us which is what antonio pierce has allowed them to do we're going to honor that respect that you're giving us by respecting the line that we don't cross and of course every once in a while it's going to happen but they weren't just among the least uh, penalized teams under Antonio Pierce. They were the least penalized team 
uh, under under Antonio. So it showed and it proved to your point that you can play with as much ferocity and physicality, ill intent, violence as he's talked about, but not cross the line. And as long as they can toe that line, then anything is 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 allowable. Then, then you can you can you know keep pushing that uh, and stay within that line. And I don't think there's anything wrong. And uh, to to the caller's point, I thought. Patrick Mahomes this year did show some uh, instances where it got to got to him a little bit, and it rattled him a little bit, and he played frustrated as a result. And it was a clear signal, a sign of that was that Raider game in December. So, by any means necessary, he, they've won eight straight division championships. They've won three of the last five Super Bowls. They've won the last two Super Bowls. You have to figure out some way to topple that, and if that's at getting at their quarterback uh, ver- verbally. Uh, psychologically, physicality-wise, then that's what you have to do. 702-365-9200. Uh, we're on in the Rocky Mountains, uh, all the way to the windswept mountain lair is with Papa Meech. What's up, Papa? Oh, oh Papa. Papa! You were just holding on, Papa! Meech, come Ro- back! All right, Robert in San Jose, go ahead. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Clay, Lenny, and Vinzi. Uh, I guess my reaction to AP, uh, when I first heard it, uh, so-called controversy was uh, sort of like Lindsay's, no S, it's football. Right. Uh, no quarterback likes to get hit, and that's the number one job of your defensive line is to hit the quarterback as early and often as you can. Uh, so I don't quite understand if there's any controversy about that, why there is. It's still tackle football as much as they protect the quarterbacks these days. Uh, Vinny, in terms of uh, the draft and the quarterbacks, as I told you before, uh, developed a man crush in Michael Penix, and just in terms of arm talent, I don't see anyone out there that has more arm talent than this guy does. Okay. And if I can pick him up at the bottom of the first round and get that first uh, fifth-year option, I might go with the offensive tackle from Oregon State with the 13 and then maybe try to circle back into the bottom of the, of the first round uh, with the 49ers or uh, somebody and uh, see if I can't get uh, Michael Penix uh, at the bottom of the first round so I can get that fifth-year option. I love that plan. I'm good with that, Robert. I love that plan. And, and, and Robert, you're willing to live with that risk, and, and we love that. We love that because he, he is a special player, and that's the biggest knock against him are those knees. And you want to see Fuagua, right? You want to see that six-six humongous frame, you know, out on the tackle, just like preparing and protecting everybody and setting an edge, and actually finding like you know uh, some sort of like stability on an offensive line where you're kind of searching for it all year last year, right? Exactly. Uh, the way to beat the Chiefs is to not only hit Mahomes, but to keep him off the field. And if you get that big tackle to solidify that right side and. I don't know if Thayer Munford can play left guard or not, but uh, he looked pretty good towards the end of the season uh, last year, and I wouldn't mind getting him on the field perhaps at left guard and after Colton's gone, eventually moving him out to left tackle. But if you can get that offensive line together, uh, hit Mahomes, keep him off the field with the running game, and give me a guy who can throw the football. I don't need uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Your name number one job at quarterback is to be able to throw the ball. I don't see anyone who throws the ball coming out better than Michael Penix does. More accurate arm strength. He's got it all. If the knees check out, I again circle back at the bottom of the first round if he lasts that long and pick him up just like Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson. Uh, they circle back around mm-hmm. the bottom of the first round when he came out and mm-hmm. got him and got that fifth-year option. 
Great stuff, yeah. Robert. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Wouldn't be the first plan. That, that wouldn't be plan A um, for, for me if, I, if I'm the writer. I don't think it is. Their, great plan 1A. Their plan. Um, 1B. Yeah, I, it would, it would, that would be like a fallback plan. I think first and foremost, um, try, to, uh, try to move up in the draft uh, to draft one of the four guys now because I think you could jo- throw J.J. McCarthy into that conversation. Um, you know, maybe even get into three to, to, to draft somebody like a Jaden uh, Daniels who and he can throw it too. And I'll, I don't know that Penix is the best arm uh, in, in this draft. Uh, he, he does throw accurately. Um, we've talked, you know, often to Marcus about some of the, the fundamentals get away from him. And he, he gets erratic. Um, you know, uh, there, there's, there's times where he gets erratic. And Mark, as I know, next time we have him on, we can ask him about that. You know what the what the cause is of that. So, and then the injuries and the and the age as well. So, for me, that would be Plan B. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Let's uh, get out to the windswept mountain layers. Papa's got a brand new bag and phone line. Good morning to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is from your good morning from your savvy uh, veteran listener. How are you guys doing? You're great, awesome, buddy. <laughs> hey, um, last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl, who who was our quarterback? Rich Gannon. Yep, the MVP that year. And who did we play against? Who was that quarterback? Brad Johnson. And how would you rate him? Eh, dead flat average. <laughs> Absolutely. And my point being is that, yeah, the, the game has changed, the rules have changed. But we don't have to draft a Patrick Mahomes to beat Patrick Mahomes. I think we obviously um, need to kick the tires and, and uh, move up in the draft and, and get another guy. Um, I personally think that O'Connell had a better year first year than um, Derek Carr did. But I'm, I'm obviously want us to get up. Uh, we, as Vinny says, makes the point very astutely. You know, we have the money, we have the leverage and the way to get up there, possibly, uh, and it's time to, to, to get our franchise quarterback if we can. Yeah. But I think the key is to continue to build a defense that's built around beating Patrick Mahomes. And that sounds maybe dumb, but I think that's, that's what we should be doing because uh, defenses, as proven in our last Super Bowl, can beat a, a quarterback now, certainly, you know, our, our center not showing up for the game and, and John Gruden knowing uh, when Gannon was going to pick his nose before he picked his nose. I mean, that, those were helpful things, but still the defense won that game and the defense really was the, the difference in, in the Kansas City game this year. So that's what I would say about that topic. Secondly, as far as what Pierce just said, this is, this is dog day football now between seasons. It's it's a comment. It's it's a no big deal comment, and I guess people are trying to make a big deal about it. It's no. I I could I could change the word uh, to game planning. You game plan uh, each person or each team differently, and we definitely uh, you know being what the best quarterback in the league, you game plan a lot more differently for Mahomes than uh, you might spend another quarterback you're mm-hmm. you're game planning for. So I don't think the comment was was all that big. And last thing is that what's the penalty for a player um, bumping into or pushing a referee? Isn't it expulsion of the game? It's supposed to be something like that. Have A heavy hand is supposed to come down, for sure. So what happens if you do that to your head coach? I, that's up to the head coach and the organization. Yeah, team fine. Okay, so, 
So when Kelsey, when Kelsey um, pushed uh, Andy during the Super Bowl, there was absolutely didn't seem to be any repercussions about that. So no. the, the officials couldn't come in and say, "Okay, you're out no, of the game no. for doing that or something." It's up to the, up to the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need a clarification. Yeah, and real but quick, guys, well, love I, the show. I, I have Thanks, a I, I have a quick question for you. Are you still there? Oh yeah. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. And this is this is more toward why I, I'm I'm more agreeing with you on go get your franchise quarterback because I always contend that on on Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, what held them back from being a sustainable Super Bowl champion? What held the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back from winning more with a historic defense that's produced what about three or four Hall of Fame players? Same with the Baltimore Ravens defense that they won with Trent Dilfer. There's multiple Hall of Famers on that defense. The quarterback was the reason why they weren't able to win even more. Well, they and, got one, right? I mean, I, I, I we can only win one at a time, Vin Dog. I, I understand that, but but that was the flaw. You know, if you're looking at Tampa Bay, they they tried to go find other quarterbacks because Brad just wasn't sustainable. Trent Dilfer was gone the next year, so I get it that in a in a situation where you both of those defenses had multiple Hall of Famers on their team. They were just so good, which is hard to do. It's hard to build that caliber of a defense today. And if you don't have the quarterback to complement it, the high-end quarterback to complement it, you you might win one, which is what both both of those teams did, but their sustainability is not is it, it's going to be short-lived because you're going to be ultimately let down by the most important position on the field and that's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah, you only get I, I would I would agree with you because basically in that particular game, and nothing against John Gruden, right. but the stars lined up for him because True. he was able to game plan against the offense that he built, mm-hmm. a quarterback that he molded. And if he wouldn't have had that, I'm not too sure John would have won that Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, Papa. One more call here. We'll read some text from the 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com text line. The Chronicler of Raider Nation, it's Raider 66, Las Vegas. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Very good. Yeah, I love this stuff on uh, Antonio Pierce. This is great. Stir the <laughs> waters, you know. Uh, detriment for what he said. Uh, the Raiders have been dealing with a double standard officiating-wise since Al Davis took over, so I don't see that as a big problem. And I'm not talking about the stupid penalties, you know, when we jump off sides and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about just give me a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Just uh, ask Plunkett, ask Gannon, ask Carr. If they got the same treatment when they did a slide and got hit in the head with, by a defender, you know, diving toward them, as the teams that the Raiders did that to, it, it's not the same. Uh, Antonio Pierce, yeah, I like the, the one of the previous callers said he's a kind of a reincarnation of Al Davis. Yeah, what is different from what he said, maybe the wording, than Al Davis saying in the first few plays of a game, the court, the other team's quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. You know, they legalized the forward pass in 1906. Ever since then, it's been get the quarterback. This is nothing new. Uh, it, it just kind of cracks me up. But I've been saying for the last two off seasons, as much as we need an upgraded quarterback, we need Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, when he was in Super Bowl 52 against Tampa Bay, was running for his life, lost. The next year against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, was running for his life, lost. You get that guy in trouble with pressure and harassment, and he is going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are the last team to beat him. And, and you know, it's, it just kills me that uh, this stuff goes on about the, the Raiders and the Chiefs and, oh, the NFL is going to step in. No, uh, they're going to do what they have to do. The Raiders are going to play tough 
and behind Antonio Pierce's direction is going to be legal. But, uh, yeah, he's going to get harassed, and uh, and we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be a very interesting season. That Trading up in the draft, uh, yeah, I want to make that comment. You know, if you do it too early, you just got to be careful. Back in 97, the Raiders, in my mind, needed an offensive lineman. And there was a great one at the top, Orlando Pace. And they traded all the way up to number two with New Orleans. And I thought, all right, they're going to get this guy. Well, right after that, the Rams traded up to number one with the Jets. They took Pace. We ended up getting uh, Daryl Russell. Orlando Pace is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Daryl Russell was a good player, but flamed out kind of early. So, yeah, you got to be a little careful on, uh, on those things. But thank you guys for the time. Go Raiders. Thank you, 66. Good call. Yeah, and I agree with him. Uh, the defensive line is, is something that uh, that's how you beat Patrick Mahomes. But the good news is free agency happens before the draft. So you can probably, you know, and then if you're a Raider fan, I've got to say hopefully, address some of those needs in free agency with guys that you know can play. Obviously, a, you put Chris Jones on this defense with Max Crosby, that changes you're, you, it takes a really good what what ended up becoming a pretty darn good defense defensive line into probably a great defensive line at that point. And who knows what Tyree Wilson's ceiling is and where he's going to be in year two. So so those things can be addressed in free agency. Now, if you can't, if you swing and miss and you don't, then that maybe changes your draft plans. But let's see what happens in free agency before you decide, well, got to go, you know, invest the highest pick in an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or a cornerback. Those things can maybe get taken care of before the draft even happens. And when we were thinking about backing up the truck for Chris Jones, Lindsay had this great idea of, like, let's name Jones Boulevard. Chris Jones Boulevard. It's it's just a simple little word, an an addition. But then we got a little crestfallen after the victory parade. And I was like, oh, come on, man. We just had the show about you bringing you into Las Vegas, giving you steakhouses, giving you day clubs, giving you street names. I was going to give him my Xbox One from 2014. Chris, How can the you turn Xbox that down? One, that's a classic. It's massive, but it works. Giving. We were giving you stuff. Now we don't want it. Yeah, well, uh, that's where the agent comes into play. And it's like, I, I understand what Chris said. <laughs> that's not, But like we, were, like we were talking about, I think we were talking about uh, when 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 – you might have been here, but he's put all the pressure now on the Chiefs because he's laid it out there. I want to be here not just this year, next don't year, the year after that. Do you, yeah, exactly. So um, if if they don't play ball the way they needed to play ball with him, he's he could say point to that. I said I want to be here. This is where I want to be, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a home. Ca- you know, like a I'm not gonna take it. You know, uh, in yeah. the shorts here. You gotta do your do right by me. So we'll see if the Chiefs do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We also had a comment about J.J. McCarthy and his meditation. He spoke about that. We got a little piece of audio we'd like to play on the other side. And also former offensive lineman Andy Phillips joins us at 9 o'clock. We'll go deeper into the draft and NFL free agency here on Raider Nation Radio. Personally, I meditate before the game just to really get my mind set into that, you know, calmness, that um, emptiness where I can allow things to happen and I can react from a higher perspective instead of reacting out of just straight impulse. I want to promote the practice to the rest of the world. I want to be able to have, you know, kids who look up to me see that and be like, hey, let me try this out and see it for themselves. 
J.J. McCarthy talking about why he meditates before a game underneath the goalpost. We're back here on Raider Nation Radio, the morning tailgate. And and for me, if people are worrying about you know somebody that's uh, you know, absorbing and explaining that they are doing certain things to quiet the storm in their head, uh, he was 20 years old when he said that. And you can go and find it up on the uh, Wolverines page, mgoblue.com, the full conversation. I want that in my quarterback. I want somebody who is strong enough to say, yeah, uh, I'm dealing with stuff, but I have ways to control it. And I have also ways that I can go and, uh, you know, uh, find the right headspace when I need to, uh, regardless of what happens in my day. Yeah, it's it's a strength. I I need to find that in my quarterback. If he's willing to say it like that when he's 20, he's 21 now, all the more better. Really, anybody on your your team, and and we were kind of having this conversation uh, off, off the air, what, you know, I guess what we do to to get ourselves into that kind of a, a space, and for me, I've always I don't know I've had a, a healthy outlook that that not everything's going to work out, and that you just keep moving forward. I, I always try to do this. I don't know this might seem sound crazy. Wherever I am, I try to say that this is the coolest place to be, the best place to be, and create that sort of an environment in my head that this is this is a great place to be. You're lucky to be here, fortunate to be here. Make the most of it. And that's kind of how I do it. It might be the wrong way to do it for some people. No, it's exercise and gratitude. Yeah, it's it's just like make wherever you are the coolest place in the world, in your own head. And if that's where you are at every step of, of where you are, then you're to me it's led to a really healthy mental life. And uh, that's what I do. Yeah, I think that's that's very healthy, and everybody's got their yeah. their different ways of doing things, and um, everybody's dealing with a different level of storm. Uh, I I don't fault Will for for the commenter because it's it's probably something that's commonly held, honestly, and that's where there's there's a lot of stigma about mental health. This is why people mm-hmm. are afraid to come out and talk because then all of a sudden the ableism creeps in. Well, if you're like this, you you can't do this then. You can't perform. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in you. I, I don't think that you're capable of this. Let me ask you a question, hmm. because you've brought this up of sitting a quarterback for a year, mm-hmm. and what's the what's the ultimate what's the thought process behind that for you? Uh, well, dep- for me, it's about the transition. I, I think that there's probably a pretty marked difference in what's expected from you from a day-to-day operation standpoint, personal responsibilities going from college to pros. I think people treat you differently because now you're making money in a different way. Uh, I think that you lose a lot of structure from because uh, you're being raised at home or, or whatever your situation is, and, and football and sports uh, create a lot of structure. But then when you leave the facility, then it's, it's a lot different. When you're on campus, you're with people all the time. And, and all of a sudden you're an adult and you kind of have to go home and, and deal with this quiet that you haven't really been allowed to really relish as you're growing up. Because these, these kids that turn into prospects at any level have been going and going and going and going, and they're under these pressure situations. And let's not forget, if you're at this level, that means you've prioritized being a player in your life probably over everything else, including you being a full human being. And I know it sounds weird for me to say, so, but in no, terms of validating I, I, your feelings, that's real. How, where you're at right now, maybe somebody passed away, maybe you're dealing with something, I have to put it to the side because it's not just the championship game, it's Tuesday afternoon practice. And what, what's your worry? And you know that- what, we're going to get ran and we're going to do a bunch of wasteful drills. Like every day you have to decide, I don't matter, we do. What's your and worry that has though, consequences. about it? What, what's your worry if it's rushed, if that is rushed? Well, 
are we talking about the human being or are we talking about the player? Both. Okay. Well, I, sometimes I worry if we rush the player and they're not ready and the roster's not ready that all of a sudden you create bad habits. And uh, sometimes those bad habits are too much to overcome, especially given the amount of time we give people to find a way to succeed coaches, players. We move on quick if there's not quick results. And then for the person, uh, I, I look at Max Crosby's story. I, I And he's one of the people that figured it out, or at least he's figured it out through today. And that's a figure out thing every day when – uh, you, you have the, the wiring that he does, or maybe you have an addictive personality. I, I understand all of that, but that's where I just think you, we push people out into this, this ocean where all of a sudden you're a professional football player, professional athlete, and there hasn't been always a roadmap to know how to deal with all of the changes in your life and, and all the different responsibilities. Are you worried that it's going to mentally crush them? Sometimes. Okay, and that's, that's where I think person. that's kind of where the caller comes from yeah. like if you're it, it, is that a concern do you worry about like makeup whether you, it, it, it's a big part of, it's a big tool in the process of trying to I remember talking to Dave Ziegler about um, a certain player and uh, they have a term for it. he's a get in his own head kind of a guy mm-hmm. which you know they're battling their own um, expectations their own disappointment, their own failures, as you sometimes say, and sometimes they don't do it well. Mm-hmm. And when they get into their own head, it, beca- it, 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 it diminishes their play as a result. And so... Um, and their quality of life. It's, and that's a scouting... That comes from a scouting perspective. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're... It's not that you're judging it, but you're evaluating it as such. Right. And there are concerns sometimes about drafting somebody that overly does that because... But isn't isn't McCarthy doing the meditation, showing that he has the tools and, he's, he, and he understands yes. that, like that that yeah. this is how I get to it? That's what I mean. He, he's already in the problem solving mode, Clay. Yes, like it's not absolutely. like he's just like I, I suffer and and here it is and I'm I'm erratic and I have a lot of feelings and he's I haven't learned how it. to deal with it. Yeah. He's actively dealing with it. That's that's the key. You're actively taking steps to help yourself. And that's that's the kind of thing I want to see that that kind of awareness and that ability. And the courage to go and do it, but more importantly, to express it to others. And to also, as he says, I have young guys coming up looking at me, how I prepare. I want to let you know you're not alone. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Andy Phillips joins us next here on The Morning Tailgate.